Uh, okay. Well, do you want to do this lightning round? Yes. Got some bonus clip stuff there. <laughs> a lightning round with a bonus clip be just <laughs> the same length as a regular episode. Yeah. Adventure guys. Adventure guys. All right, welcome to Adventure Guys, a podcast for humans and dogs. I'm Eric the Human. I'm Nick the Human, and goddamn, is it good to hear that theme song again. Lightning round, baby. We kind of started our Ocean of Fear episode on site at Bar Frida. This was now five days ago. Yeah. So we're following up with the actual Ocean of Fear analysis. Yeah. Now we're calling it a, a lightning round. If you've clicked play on this, I appreciate you because... What we've learned about lightning rounds is that you listeners don't seem to like them. If we put lightning round in the title, you just don't click on it. I'm wondering, Eric, if like when we put this up, we don't put lightning round in the title. We just put it up and see what happens. No, nah, we should do it. I, I, Here's my theory is that we get fewer plays on shorter episodes because people don't need to pause and then push play again. Right. I, so I think our or leave and then start it over. Yeah, yeah. I think our our longer episodes have an artificially inflated play, play count, count. That's rather rather than our shorter episodes. We should do a four hour episode and see what the fuck happens. Yeah, it'd probably be our best one ever. That's interesting. That that would if we do that, that'll prove that theory. Yes or no? Yeah, maybe episode one hundred is a is a four hour marathon. Oh, I would love that. I would love to figure out how to get like we could take phone calls and like call up. All of our past guests, just willy-nilly to see if they pick up. Yeah. <laughs> and just see if they're there. We can call up Juice Land again and see if they're poke poke. Juice Land. <laughs> if you didn't see, Juice Land responded to our tweet. I should like get on all of our social media about Juice Land, but um, they responded to us on Twitter where I, because if you listened to two episodes ago, uh, Sean was on and we talked about Juice Land and we actually called them to hear their hold music, which was really great. We tweeted about Juiceland. I did not mention the hold music. I didn't mention anything. I just said, hey, on our new episode, we talk about Juiceland. Juiceland, like at Juiceland on Twitter, responds, here's the full song and linked to it. Meaning that somebody at Juiceland clicked play and then either listened to the whole episode or searched through it for Juiceland. I don't know. like, But whatever. We we really made contact with Juiceland. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm glad they're not mad at us for essentially prank calling them. Yeah. They're more just like, oh, thanks for liking the song. <laughs> I would, we'd, it would be great to do an episode from Juiceland. Yeah, eventually, once we're all in Austin. Who knows when that'll be? Because um, now it's up. We didn't talk about this on Sean's last episode, but Sean's moving to LA. Is that official? Can we say that now? It, we can. It's on the internet. All right. So we, uh, you, if there's any adventure heads in LA, welcome him kindly, please. And we'll talk. We'll talk about that move. I'm probably going to go out there at some point this year. Um, but yeah, so lightning round. It's, we haven't done this in like 50 episodes or something. <laughs> there were rules, right? Like, didn't we have to finish it in 25 minutes or something? Yeah, I think. I think. Well, I think 20 minutes was the official rule, and then we never actually were able to follow that. Yeah, I think we've gotten under 25 though. Do are we going to try to do that right now, or are we just going to? 
it's just going to be a shorter episode. I don't know about the Yeah, well, I mean, we did plenty of bullshit in the last episode. We also did a, a very lengthy plug for the Super Science Adventure cast. Oh, yeah, I like that because we've been meaning to get them on. Yeah. <laughs> Danielle, and, like, I, I like that now, like, we're going to tag them in that episode, right, as guests. Yeah. Yeah. So now we actually got we got them on as guests and i was like we need we need some more guests coming up soon and then we just lucked into that one yeah danny just happened to be walking into the bar at that moment yeah it was great <laughs> uh so yeah so we don't need to bullshit around or do anything else let's just get right into the episode discussion yes, yes. Episode discussion. all right uh this was season one episode 16 ocean of fear we briefly started our analysis at the venue <laughs> so briefly I, I think we just basically got to mention that this was storyboarded by jg quintel and if you're a fan of regular show it was obvious <laughs> yeah it, it was and we, we eric and i are both watching regular show right now right like yeah. you're you're on a rewatch i've never seen the last season i realized where they're in space <laughs> which is a total delight um now that I've broken my uh, tattoo seal with the cube, you can see it right here, Eric. There it is. Um, I was like, it'd be great to get a regular show tattoo. Yeah, play that the cube theme song. Oh. The cube. Unravel the mystery. It's a conspiracy. It's the cube. The cube. Eating up our time with theme songs. We're not gonna not gonna make our twenty minutes. Uh. Yeah, an Adventure Time tattoo. I mean, well, Adventure Time tattoos have been off talked about. A regular show tattoo would be also great. Hey, I'll tell you what. If I get that loan that I just applied for, I will get an Adventure Time tattoo. Oh, wow. Like post haste. <laughs> Craig was down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to do an episode at the tattoo parlor with Craig while yeah. we're getting tattoos. That's that's in the... that's. Uh, we're committed to that bit. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what Adventure Time tattoo you get? Yes. I, I was looking up ideas. Did I send you any, some of that I was finding? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I was going on the internet really like thinking about it because I was like, I don't think I just want to get like Jake or something. I was like, I kind of want to find or tree trunks as much as I might want. I may have told you what you, I'm going to get. I'm like, I, yeah, I'm going to design it myself. The chest? No, no, no. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm still committed to a Pokemon chest tattoo. Yeah. Uh, in the future. But the Adventure Time tattoo, I'm designing it myself. Um, it's going to be Marceline playing bass. Oh, yeah. Uh, with a rose that is draining the red. Like, because she doesn't drink blood, she drinks red. Mm. But it'll, there'll be blood. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds so sick. How big is this? Probably. Oh, like, over there yeah. on your right arm? <clears throat> Give it some prime tattoo real estate. Yeah. <sighs> That's going to be cool. With the the base yeah that's a really good tattoo idea um this is a follow-up on our jeff rosenstock concert special bef before um oh god jeff jeff um before it we went to dinner with rob and my friend brian and his girlfriend ainsley were there and i hung out with her and him last night and on the podcast, I think she mentioned her Steely Dan tattoo, and I finally got to see it. She has the characters from Gaucho, like, 
taking up like 70% of her left arm. And I was like, that is the cool, like one of the coolest tattoos I've ever seen in my life. Um, and you're going to like be right up there when you get that Marceline tattoo. <laughs> I love just the, like I, this, I love this. It's like, I love Steely Dan or I love adventure time. Just put her right there. Yeah. Like on your, on your upper arm, like a big, like, like there's no denying it. Like yeah. that's like a very like confident place to get a tattoo. Yeah. It's right there. Yeah. It's sick. I, I I think it, I know I was like, yeah, a ta- I get it now. Like a tattoo on the outside of your arm right there is just fucking sick. <laughs> it's like, it is like the traditional tattoo spot. Yeah. And it's highly visible. So it's like, if you, get the you anchor right there. Yeah. If you fucking know what you want, that's where you put it. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I like that. You know what you're going to get. I don't think Craig seemed to know what he was going to get. He was like, I think you said BMO question mark. It was like something like that. Um, I got, I got to go and find a, there's some good ideas. If you get, if anyone has tattoo ideas, did you see the mail at gmail.com? Um, so, uh, any tattoo artists out there? Oh, that is even more valuable probably to us. We get some collaboration going. Yeah. So anyway, ocean of fear, ocean uh, of fear. Yeah. It, it's, it is pretty, uh, regular show like in that it gets surreal there are some insane characters that come it heightens to such a ridiculous level and the the, the the i mean this is a season one we haven't watched a season one in a while and their action you know the way some of finn's actions are just so flippant that i don't know if he i don't know we don't see it it's a little different right yeah the the um, the primary season one convention that it follows is that it hasn't really figured out its conventions yet. <laughs> yeah. In season one, there's a lot of sort of variation in tone and style that the show doesn't really feel like it's quite figured out yet. And this episode just throws that even further out the window. Like It opens with a title card, like with a quotation. I don't think there's any other episode that does it. Even the concept of having titles in the episode, there's a few episodes in season one that do that. Like uh, the business time episode. Mm -hmm. I think like you just get like a business time title appear in the middle of, of the episode. It uses like the, uh, the adventure time font, like a few minutes in or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's another episode where I think it does lunchtime and it's, it's the same fucking thing. Like, it that never happens again after season one. Mm-hmm. Um, so just the concept of y- using a title screen at the very beginning and also at the end to put up a quote like that is bizarre, bonkers, not really within the show style, but like yeah. they hadn't figured it out yet. Uh, I, I kind of like to believe that if JG Quintel was sort of coming into storyboard a random episode anywhere in the series run, it would have incongruous acts like that anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah um it, totally um yeah it's but it's it's fun to be here and you know, th- obviously they're having fun at this point giving us more to learn about the characters and what we learn basically is is that finn is afraid of the ocean he's cool with other he's cool with rivers and lakes and pools and stuff it's the ocean it's the vastness it's the the ever expanding nature of it that just seems to throw him into an existential tizzy and the way that they illustrate this or animate it, uh, I should say is that from Finn's gut 
and from his belly button emerges an energy, a sort of ghost, phantom, demon-like figure. The fear feaster. Yes, the fear feaster. That is speaking aloud all of the fear that he has and is like casting doubt onto him and making him like recoil in fear. Yeah, voiced by Mark Hamill. Yeah. Uh, with which we would assume JG Quintel had established in a relationship with through regular show. Right. Cause interestingly, regular show's already been going by the time this episode is going. So yeah. he must have been working on both simultaneously, which seems kind of crazy. <laughs> Obviously, he's friends with Pendleton Ward from CalArts, how he got on. I wonder, did he write on the whole first season or just I don't know if we can really Parts t- of it, tell. Think. This is the only one that he has full-on storyboard credit for. Um, But yeah, very interesting, and it's coming from there. You don't know if this is like a hallucination, if Jake can see it, if anyone can see it. and it's, It feels like it's a hallucin- hallucination. Yeah. Like Finn is the only person that can see that. But then there's a really weird moment where Jake acknowledges it yeah. and is not freaked out by it at all but is you're like oh so this is really happening this isn't just in Finn's mind yeah because like all the visuals that accompany the fear feaster are like very psychedelic and very like oh this is happening within his psyche yeah. kind of thing um, but that no it's it's all real <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh, it's it's putting this fear into him in doubt and as and as it goes on it starts to it's eating away. It's not just the fear of the ocean. It starts eating away at his sense of self. Like this fear is sort of corroding him. And the fear feaster is saying increasingly more damaging, toxic things to him about like, you'll never be a true hero. Like if you're afraid of the ocean, like you'll never make it. And, and, and things like that, which is, I guess, illustrating if you don't confront your fears, like get ready for it to, to eat you alive at some point. Um, although so, okay. Although so that, that's what you're, you're getting at. Right. But what's interesting is now I'm going off Nick's typical playbook of explaining the episode and just <laughs> going to it. The fear feasters getting him. He's afraid of the ocean. Jake's trying to help him and can't get him out of it. At the end, after Jake sees the fear feaster, it's Jake, uh, the, the fear feasters like you'll never be a great uh, like uh, hero or whatever. Then out of Finn's stomach as well comes the other sort of like embodiments, other specters, demons, these sort of like translucent ghosts come out of there. And it's all these other sort of things that inhabit him. And they're like, no, you are the greatest hero who has ever seen. You will become that. Like, fuck you, fear feaster. Like, get out of here. <laughs> And I think either them or Jake says, nah, man, like we all got things and you being afraid of the ocean is your thing, but that's okay. It won't stop you from doing it. And it's like Finn comes to terms with the fear and is like, and I think the fear even goes back into his stomach and he's like, yeah, you live inside of me now. And it's like an acceptance of the fear and not letting it rule him. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I, I, and also, yeah, not to keep going, but th- having all these other specters and ghosts representing different parts of his like emotion or psyche come out and be represented physically like that feels very regular show. Yes. Um, and 
their their late arrival was just blamed on their limo driver oh yeah doesn't make any sense at all but yeah (laughs) right they all come out of a limo yeah so yeah there there are these like four spirits or whatever that just live inside of finn and yeah it it's totally uh bonkers and it's it's more supernatural than we would typically get in adventure time yeah but exactly the right tone for regular show yes it always gets a little supernatural uh on that show very fun um but yeah before that ending happens what we get mostly is jake trying to help finn and Finn saying he wants it, but then being so overcome with fear that he's unable to actually accept the help. Yeah, it's all pretty funny. Uh, you know, kind of kind of standard cartoon humor. Like, yeah, standard cartoon humor. Um, he does do a thing which I don't know if I've ever seen, where like which I've seen people who are afraid of things. Like my mom was afraid of roller coasters, and I've seen her like on a roller coaster, like tr- freaking out and trying to like get out of the roller coaster. I'm like, mom, it's more dangerous if you get out of the roller coaster than if you just like stay in it. And Finn is doing a lot of that sort of fear logic, you know, where yeah. Jake's there, they're in shallow water and he's like, all right, man, we're going to like dip a toe in. And then he freaks out and is like jumping up onto Jake and simultaneously kicking him in the head and giving him a black eye and all yeah. that. The, the thing that Finn does that is, so hilarious to me is that when he's really trying to like overcome his fear he it he finds like a weird loophole where where he's like not brave enough to actually go save jake because jake jake is down on the ocean floor and he the only way the finn knows how to get down there is to knock himself unconscious and let him sink down this is the moment i want to talk about it's the one that stuck with me most in this that i found truly insane that i don't even know if finn would really do that years on and it's it's so crazy so yeah he's there and he's like and the fear feasters like you'll never be able to go save your friend because jake is knocked out and at the bottom of the ocean and he goes I know what to do. And he knocks himself out and then he falls like ostensibly going to drown. He's in scuba gear. Yes. So he'll be okay. (laughs) But he just like willingly like sending himself to almost certain death. (laughs) Rather than face his fear directly and just swim down there. Yeah. And the fear face, he's like, you're cheating. This doesn't count. And it doesn't matter because he's down there and he gets to save Jake. And he saves Jake. And it and he's like and Jake's like hey you're out of the water and like and it's like it seems like a triumph moment but then that's when the fear feaster comes back and it's like doesn't count yeah you're still a piece of shit <laughs> it's so reckless I, I yeah I I found that very funny um, I don't think there's ever really like a moment uh, of resolution where it's like okay, I, I did it. I overcame the fear. Like even the end is like, we're just going to live with it. And I guess that's okay, but I'm not overcoming it. Um, so I, I enjoy that. It sort of sidesteps that traditional cartoon moral of the story thing. Again, Adventure Time always manages to avoid those cliches. Yeah, I like that as well. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, we just fucking barrel through that episode discussion. Yeah, I uh, I don't think there's anything too crazy about this episode. It's just, no. it's a really great episode of regular show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you see a snail? Did, 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 did you see a snail? 
No, I did not see the snail. Nick, did you see the snail? Yes. Yes? Yeah. Now, the hard part is that we watched this episode six days ago, and I remember seeing the snail. Um, I think they're in the ocean, and there's like a... Where's that? that there's, there, there's that island that... Or barge that Finn gets to? I don't know. Did I see the snail and forget about it? Maybe. And and he's on the barge there. Like I saw it very passingly. Should I look it up just to make sure it's actually there? Right? Can't we look that up? Yeah, let's uh Venture Time. We're Googling. Um this... All right, play that Google theme song. Google, Google. Do you have the answers that I see? Google, Google. When I talk to friends on your I did Adventure Time Snail and it said tattoo first. Like people guess get that as yeah, a Yeah, I've seen that. So where is it Is it on the wiki? Maybe. There might be a page. Gives you all the snail locations. Have to get some confirmation. Oh, this is it. Okay. Dude, this is an insane thing someone did. Okay. Ocean of Fear, yeah. And the ruins in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. Maybe I did see that. I think I saw that. <laughs> I have no room to really judge you on this one. I didn't remember it, so I what we'll we'll say I didn't see it just to give you a win. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Alright, congratulations, Nick. <laughs> Another song. Yeah, we don't hear that one very often. No. Congratulations are in order, my friend. Nick, you saw the snail. You're the greatest snail detective that I've ever known. You're the greatest snail detective of the episode. Congratulations to you, my Okay, uh, Miscellaneous Mania? Yep. There's things you may not know Those Eric and Nick will show you All the trivia in All right. Interestingly, in the Japanese broadcast in 2012, it included a warning that said, caution, there are scenes with big waves. Um, it was added consideration because there was a tsunami in 2011 that hit Japan. Hmm. Interesting. Um, the three wise men and the fear feaster are s- similar to um, the four horrors for humors. Okay, I read that wrong. Uh, 
Black bile, yellow bile, blood, and phlegm. Yeah, I think that's like a medieval anatomy weird pseudoscience thing. Yeah. Uh, I do want to shout out to Cole Sanchez, who wrote and storyboarded this with J.G. Quintel. I know we gave J.G. a lot of the glory, but credit where it's due. Okay, they're saying that this episode is similar to the regular show episode, Muscle Mentor. All right. Now, let's see what the fuck Muscle Mentor is. Uh, That's the one where Muscle Man has Rigby strapped on him and is <laughs> is taking him around the park, showing him how to do shit, uh, if I remember correctly. I love that you remembered it. That's also a really funny concept. <laughs> yeah, he's got Rigby in like a little baby harness that's strapped to him. I think that's it, right? Are we checking this? I'm checking it. Um season three of regular show. Um oh he's gonna be fired if he doesn't follow him. Yeah, well the stakes of every regular show episode are <laughs> if they don't do the thing, they'll get fired. Yeah. They should just quit that fucking job. I know. <laughs> Benson's such a dick. <laughs> I do like that they make him tragic. What do you do you like uh do you like Muscle Man? No, I fucking hate that character. Right. He's so annoying. He's like the LSP of regular show. Very, very, very fair comparison. What I will say about Muscle Man is, is that on my first, like my first couple year relationship with regular show, I'd always be like, I don't like Muscle Man. But I think as the show went on, he became better. I like that they got him married. I like that they had episodes of him becoming embarrassed and people making fun of him to give him some levity. And then seeing him overcome it. And then them really knowing how to use him a bit better for comedic effect. That's my thing. Like, cause he is funny with, with, he can be funny. Um, but too much of him is never a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or basically a lot of regular show early days are not anywhere near as good as what it developed into. Yeah. It took them a long time to figure some beats out i think yeah because he becomes i i think he becomes pretty funny especially like once you know his tropes oh, the the woo and the my mom jokes and stuff i fucking hate that my mom thing oh i i, I do enjoy it once i like know it's it's coming they lean into it early on and they don't use it as much in later seasons yeah anyway any other miscellaneous mania um if there's any, if anyone out there is a uh, has expertise in video editing and wants to help us with the project, email us at did you see the mail at gmail.com because I have an idea. You have an idea. Yeah, but you have to email me to hear it. <laughs> You're gonna tell me what the idea is. Maybe <laughs> my internet is no longer working. Okay, well I guess that's enough of miscellaneous. Uh, let's find out what we are going to watch tomorrow. <laughs> are we, yeah, are we next episode. We're recording that tomorrow. What are we going to watch next week? What are we going to watch next week? What are we going to watch? Let's go! It's the end of the world. Let's go! It's the end of the world. On TikTok, Charlie Booth, like, they'll, like, uh, he'll hear a siren and he'll be like, so that's actually like an F-sharp G going back and forth. Ah, 
and he like sings the siren or he'll have like a spring or somebody fart and be like eh. whatever yeah whatever charlie puth yeah. what's the song that he has with a with the bass part um yeah i know what you're talking about uh attention yeah played that in a cover band ah yeah that's cover band territory what did we get 179 179 the pajama war one se- episode 179, Pajama War. This is season six, episode 23. We didn't do this yet, did we? No. Yeah, we did. We did this. This is where Prince Bubblegum's like, Timmy! Hmm. Yeah, that, that sounds like we did do that. We did this. I, are we at that point where I re- legitimately can't remember that? Eventually, we're, we're going to... Uh accidentally do the same episode twice in a dude row. i was ready to do it yeah <laughs> uh okay let's try another one 94 burning low i think we did that did we i don't know i can't i really don't remember i don't know if we did this one princess bubblegum tries to warn finn why he can't engage in a relationship with flame princess anymore finn and jen Finn and Jake think she's jealous. Can I search on here? No. Did we do that one? Maybe not. Didn't we figure out a system for this? (laughs) You mean after 89 episodes? Did we? Yeah. We've, uh, what are we? We're, we're not even. I don't think th- we did that one. I really don't. Yeah, I guess we didn't. Burning Low. So what season was that? Season four. Burning Love. Season four, episode 16. All right. 416 for next episode. Um, if you've enjoyed the podcast, please tell a friend about it. Post about us. Uh, uh, anchor.fm slash Adventure Guys Podcast if you want to support. Um, and just thanks for listening. What's our What's our time on this lightning round? Did we make it under 20 minutes? <laughs> um, I don't know. We, there was a lo- there's a lot of editing. <laughs> I don't think so, but we'll see. We tried. All right. Peace out, y'all. Um, what did you think of the guitar tone that I had at the show on Tuesday? Mm. It was cool. It was, um, it's just so interesting given the, uh, the context of everything that's happening.
Yeah. So I thought it was too loud. I didn't quite get the mix right. Like the oh, guitar should have come down. In terms down. of volume, I think it was too loud. Yes. But I was surprised at how like good the tone was like on yeah. all the videos that I watched back. I liked the tone. I think if it was, yeah, if it was like in a bit more in the mix and not like on top, it, it could be cool. I liked the clean tone was really good. And the, a lot of the overdriven, the over, it was literally, it wasn't, it was more overdriven than distorted, right? There, there was like clarity within like, it felt like on a lot of yeah, the. Yeah, I, I never really used any distortion. It was all overdrive. Yeah, that's, which I liked that for this. That felt appropriate. Yeah, like I'm always like, back and forth on on overdrive sounds and what like the perfect power chord tone should be you know and i i thought i got like a pretty decent sp- spot with the helix um but i was like you know like if i had more time maybe i would tweak this more but i'm not quite there yet and then like playing back those videos like whoa the guitar tone really translated exactly how i wanted it to and yeah. like, i kind of didn't expect that sounded great i have a couple more I sent you. I don't, did any of my videos that I was trying to send you come through? Yeah, I got a few of them. Okay, because I couldn't tell at that place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I finally watched the whole video that I had running in the back. Oh, right. Yeah, if the guitar came down in volume just a little bit, like that's a. I love that level of gain. Yeah, it's great. That's a pretty perfect for what you're doing. Yeah, for yeah, if it came down a little bit in volume, maybe some more reverb on that. That's that guitar sounds great. I know. I fucking love that guitar. So happy with it. That was like my un my quote unquote unruly like gross gain sound, and it like it wound up sounding so nice. This one? Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. I meant like there's so much clarity and it feels really tight. Yeah. It doesn't feel. It's like my 90s alt rock song. What? It's like my oh, 90s. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good one. Um, yeah, dude. Super. It was it was really good. I really like oh, the the vibe of everything was just so uh, on point. Now that I have an idea of like how everything shakes out, like the next one will be a lot better. Yeah, a little bit more orchestrated and mixed better and performed better and just better at everything. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna play another show with Scott Positori in October mm-hmm. uh, on Long Island in East Rockaway. Dude, what an aggressive Instagram I just got. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's like from like Frank Ocean's like uh, uh, like luxury magazine brand. I was going to pull up Scapository. <laughs> got thrown off. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I think I'm going to make a modest investment to a little bit of new gear nice. um, and a new like transportation system. Oh yeah. That would be helpful. I think just a regular rack case with casters is just going to be easier and I'll, I don't need to have all those, that whole table of stuff out 
like it'll just be easier if I just like shove it into a rack and nice. I've um I've I've a gear update which is that uh Sweetwater was supposed to have mailed my things four weeks ago. And the they, replacement one? Yeah, remember the replacement where Sean was here? And four I, weeks ago. That was three or four weeks ago. Still not here. And I'm like, hey guys, what's going on? And they hit me back last night and said, uh, yeah, Nick, you mentioned that you might want some different gear instead. So we're just waiting on the list from you about like what different gear you want. And, and I was like, <laughs> I didn't want to point out that two emails before that, they told me that I couldn't exchange. <laughs> so I was just like... Okay, I don't know. I didn't even do anything about it yet. I was just like, you guys are fucking... <laughs> what the fuck's going on over there? Um, but that'll come. I'll get the new monitors, finally. I'll get the SM7B. Um, something else. I also bought a, a pedal board. Um, so I can set up my pedal board, put it under my bed, but then bring it out here and just have it ready to like... Nice. Do Because I was like, I should have that. Because I was... um. The other weekend I was like, I made a new thing and I was just like, you know, going around there and like swapping them in and out and everything. I'm like, I should just fucking have it here and just be like, oh, it's guitar time and just plug in and just be going. What kind of pedal board do you get? Well, I'll show you right here. Um, it was made by D'Addario, which we oh, like, which we like that it- company. Is it like a like a like a new series they have? I think I saw that on their website. I'm on there all the time registering my strings for the points. Yep. Um. All right. Well, let me just go to their site. It's um. I do like the Dario Long Island based. Oh, sick! I I got it. It's the one. It actually is a expandable guitar yeah. pedal thing. Yeah. Um, which I thought was cool. Because I, I, as I started going into it, like, the, oh, here we go. Yeah, it's this. That's right. You get, like the full big one? Yeah. Four racks there? The four racks. Because I started um, looking at, like, the pedal train ones. And, like, I was looking – and the big one, I was looking at it. I was like, this can't – it can, like, barely fit under my desk. I'm like, that's fucking <laughs> insane. I was like, this one can – if I – if it went all the way out, it could get there. I was like, this is probably – nice because i was like it'd be really cool if i could like put it underneath the this uh xy uh stand um but that would be cool i got a new i got a new um wah pedal um that i am like absolutely loving which wah pedal it's the morley bad horsey 2 it's uh steve vise wah oh okay but the cool thing about it is because i i went i was like my wah broke and I was trying out different ones and I had never even thought about Morley. I was like, no one uses one of those. John Gorley from Portugal uses one, which I was like, that's interesting. And I went to guitar center and I tried out like five of them. The cool thing about the Morley wah, which I can get it and I can show you actually is, and there's other wahs that probably could have, it probably sounds similar. It's like pretty high gain, but the cool thing about it is, is that it's a reverse. Um, it's, it's basically reverse. So it's like spring-loaded. So it's always up. Oh. Like this, it's automatically on. And then it's it wants to come up unless you're pushing it down. So it's like... Oh, my God. I appreciate that so Isn't much. It cool? It's like so... <clears throat> dude, I was playing with it, and I was like... 
I don't know why, but immediately my body just took to it. Even though I've, I learned how to play my old Dunwall, this, my body was like, this feels so much better. It makes so much more sense. Like, playing, oh playing musically, like, with this makes so much more sense than the, than the other way for some reason. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so much fucking better. I, Isn't that cool? I have a Crybaby hey. 30, 335Q. Yeah, that's what I always have. And it's like, I can I can never get Watts to sound right. And I, I'm also like bad at Watt technique. And like that makes it so much easier. Yeah. And that one. So Morley has reissued them. Um, and it was like, you know, like $150, $170 or whatever. But then because they, they like made them smaller. That one is from the 80s or 90s. And if you go on uh, Reverb, they're like, yeah, see, $50. I think I got that one for like $45. Holy shit. Yeah. Maybe I'll just buy one of those. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Here, I'll where it was like four different like parameters and you could like really dial in how much it phases, how deep it is, the like the frequency span. Yeah, you want it to be flexible. You want to be able to like pick the exact thing that you need. Right. But in reality, we just want it to sound good. Right. And you just want it to kind of do the thing. So then like <laughs> yeah. I had, I bought like a cheap, like the uh, the classic phaser, the, like the MXR like orange thing. Oh yeah. And I, I bought one of those and plug it in. And I was like, yeah. This is like that's this is the answer to the question. That's that's what I wanted, and like all the parameters couldn't make it do. I just wanted to do the thing, and it can't do it, even though it's like this should be the phaser of my dreams. Um, I got like a modded one of those orange guys where it's like a little less harsh because this is actually insane. I got one of the MXR ones, and I returned it a day or two later because I was using the phaser, and I was like, okay, when it goes up, it's like distorting. Like it's clipping. So I went on like forums. I was like MXR phase 90 clipping. And they were like, yep, they just do that. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> and so they're like, you can get someone who does like a mod on it. And I was like, okay. Uh, it's funny though. But then, so I'll get that. I'll get this. And I really want to get a, um, I want to get a jazz master or Jaguar, a new acoustic guitar <laughs> and a ribbon mic. Do you have a ribbon mic? No. And I kind of want to get a cassette recorder, but this is all starting to sound really expensive. So <laughs> uh, that's why none of those things have been purchased. Yeah. But that's how it goes, right? <clears throat> Pretty I, much. I'm excited. Like what I really, what I really want to do, and this is what my plan was, but I've gotten derailed. But that, like that music I just showed you, I really want to like come up with. Originally, I was going to put it out under my name, like all, all my computer music, like the instrumental things. I think I've shown you some of those. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I kind of want to just come up with an alias and that way i'm not precious about it like being my name and just come up with some fucking dumb name like dials mavis or something <laughs> and then just start like putting out work and just like you know what i mean like really just like making a huge breath of work and like figuring out how the fuck this works yeah instead of being like i gotta get it perfect just be like no nah, i'm gonna like make a 10 track out like make a track 
like a couple tracks a week and then have an album and then just like put it out and put out hundreds of songs. Maybe maybe I can submit it to a music library. Who the fuck knows? That's how I roll. I say you just roll. put out a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Quantity over quality. But you do learn that way. Yes. <laughs> which I was like, I need to learn. And then I'll I'll reserve the whatever the album is for uh you know. But yeah. You know, gear's cool. 